Welcome to Take 166. I am trying to do a better job of leaning into my microphone. I feel like I'm more quiet than geeks. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so moving on, we are going to just talk about how we doing. Um, what's the latest and greatest? We're going to give our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, right now, the Rams and Buccaneers are playing pretty close game. Uh, Bengals are in the AFC Championship. Pretty stoked about that. Joey B, I can't wait to draft him for my fantasy team next year. Um, we will go. <laughs> we'll do our favorite trailer. Some good trailers dropped recently. Uh, the fave thing we watched. And this is an office-themed episode. We are going to give our top 10 favorite office episodes, some honorable mentions. Uh, we're going to talk about a best episode post Michael leaving spoiler alert and just talk some office. You know, it is just a great show. Um, all time iconic, uh, without further ado, Keeks, how are you feeling? Bad. I have COVID Mm. as everyone probably knows from the story I posted that um, I was looking for movie recommendations. I only watched the one because then we ended up binging yellow jackets in a day. And uh, love a good unexpected binge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, especially because we were like kind of trying to figure out what we watched. We watched Archive 81 last weekend, which we really liked. And we were kind of still on like this horror mystery thriller vibe. And we're like, hey, what the frick should we watch? And we realized like, oh, my gosh, like I thought about Yellow Jackets. I'd seen people post about it. And so we're like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Just knock it out in a day. How many episodes? TV with Keeks. Uh, Yellow Jackets is an A suite and RKB81 is an A minus suite. Wow. How many episodes yeah. each? I think RKB81 was eight and I think Yellow Jackets was 10. Oh, I love a good, just tight mini series. Yeah. Season. Yellow Jackets was, Yellow Jackets was a lot of fun. TC, I think you, I'm pretty sure you could handle it. There are a couple things that might, might delve into like, I don't know, like, like right at your edge. Okay. But you'd handle it. You'd be fine. Okay. If you think I can handle it, I've handled hereditary. Hereditary. We've discussed this. That is the exception, though. That is not the rule. Yes. yes. Let everyone know that, like, yeah, don't be, like, asking TC if he wants to go watch uh, uh, Ichi the Killer with you because he's probably out. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I love that you talked about that with Elias last take, how I was just like, yeah. You know, but we got to ba- we got to find balance. Yeah, uh, thank you again, Elias Gold, last week for coming on Native Media Theory. Go give him a follow on YouTube. Again, just shout him out again. It was really awesome to get that perspective, uh, just the indigenous culture's perspective, because yeah. it is a very silent voice in film and TV, just media in general. Uh, yes, yeah, it was great having Elias on. Um, really cool to listen to. So, yeah. but um, glad, glad how, to be how back. You been? How you been, TC? I've been well. I am. Just New Year, obviously. I've already mentioned that, but uh, we had we have an, an exciting new addition in our family. That might be misleading. We have a Peloton. <laughs> oh, even I was like, "Wait, what happened? What do you?" Uh, have? Yeah, so Kennedy has like a wellness program with her work, and we decided to get a Peloton. So, okay, it's been great cycling. And getting on board with that. So if you have a Peloton and you're listening, add me, TC underscore LeBaron. Honestly, you got to have, okay, here's my other little vent. Um, if you have a handle like for social media, for Venmo, you got to make it the same thing over everything. 
Yeah. Minus TC underscore LeBaron for basically about every social media Venmo type. That's my Minus Kiko Boy Wonder. Yeah. I think you Did guys... I ever tell you the story behind it? No, I didn't. Okay, so here's the story oh, behind my uh, uh, like every social media account is um, so I'm at church like 10 years ago, something like that. It's my first time like with this new congregation, everything. I had just moved and um, like eight people told me I look like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So it was like mm. right after The Dark Knight Rises came out. As a side note, I don't think I look anything like him. I don't think I looked anything like him back 10 years ago. And uh, he had just been like hinted at being the next Robin. And Robin mm. is Robin Boy Wonder. So I was like, no, I'm going to change it. Change it to Kiko Boy Wonder. I like it. It's yep. good. Mm-hmm. I love this. This Keeks, Kiko Boy Wonder, and now a head cartoon. Two, four, <laughs> six. <laughs> follow, us. follow us on uh, what's it called? On, Xbox on, uh, Live. Uh, Xbox Live, a head cartoon, 246. Oh that was the generated gamer tag that it made for Keeks and decided to keep it. It just fits. It fits. Yeah, um, but yeah I've been good. The Peloton's been awesome. And I recommend anybody that's deciding to get one. This is your free ad Peloton. Do it. Yeah. You've got me. You've got me. You've got me thinking about it. And not, if you have not in, but yeah. uh, it if is, you have the, you know, it's if, it, sorry. To, yeah. If you have the means to get it. Yeah. So like, thank goodness for Kennedy's wellness program through her work that oh, how was sweet. able to reimburse that. So that's awesome. So sweet. Um, yeah, doing good. Uh, excited to talk about some things that I watched. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry you're not feeling great, but I'm glad you're feeling better. And yeah, COVID COVID sucks. Yeah, it's been it's been tough, but it has been nice because I've just like not done anything since Thursday. I basically took Thursday off. We had a shoot, but I had it all planned, so they just did the shoot, and oh, no one said anything. Went well. Bad happened. Hmm? Good. Good. So went well. That's nice. Yeah. Plan it well. I don't have another shoot for another two weeks. We were supposed to have a Fast and Furious planned one next week, but uh, the client's like kind of backed out. So uh, ah. putting it on the back burner, which is kind of a bummer because it was going to be a really big shoot with like like cool cars and big semi truck and uh, uh, reached out. And we um, had been talking with working with one of the rock stunt doubles. So that was really fun. Oh, that would have been so sweet. Yeah. If yeah. So ha- if we do if- it, like I'm just going to reach out to him again and be like, hey, are you free? And also... Uh, what's DJ doing this weekend too? Oh my gosh. Let me invite me on set. I would love to come meet this guy. Oh my gosh. You know that the first time I find out I'm going to meet him, I'm going to be like, Hey, uh, do you want to come to my house in 15 minutes? <laughs> Please. Oh, there's uh, an emergency it'll be a code yeah. and you'll know to come over. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, predictions. Yes. Out. Um, you go first. Let me hear your Super Bowl. Pick. Okay, so I mean, we I think the Rams year. are going to beat the forty. The what is it called? The the buck the Buccaneers today. Like I don't know. I I'm probably going to get this totally wrong and look like an idiot. But um, Rams are looking good. Rams, yeah, look Rams nice. defense, offense looking really nice. Yeah. Uh, Math. Also, I just like Matthew Stafford. He was on the Lions for so long and was the only reason why they were even like halfway decent. Him and, him and Calvin Megatron. Johnson, Mega, oof, that was a good combo. This is coming from two guys. I've I've been in the same fantasy football league, I think, for thirteen or fourteen years. You've been playing fantasy football for that long? Yeah, I won. I won nine years ago, ten oh years ago. Gosh, yeah, um, off a team that got auto drafted because I was at soccer practice. <laughs> what, but what a, um, what amazing! Yeah, I think the Rams win today, and I think they go on and beat the 49ers. I don't think that's a very hard win for them. Um, maybe. 49ers have a little tricky defense, but 
Uh, Bengals go on and they play the winner of Chiefs Bills. Of Chiefs Bills. I think I would like it to be Rams Chiefs. Just don't like the Bills. I don't have a good reason for anyone of why I don't like the Bills. But Rams Mm. Chiefs. And then I would love it if the Rams win. I want Matthew Stafford to get that Super Bowl. And Odell. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. No, I could also say for Odell. But just like, I don't know. Rams, they, I know they're an L.A. team. I know it's like you kind of default have to not like the L.A. team, but I like the Rams. So I'm going to yeah. pick the Rams. Rams, Chiefs, Rams win the Super Bowl. Okay, I like that. Rams, I think that has big potential to be a fun offensive yes. game. Give me a good offensive game. I um, My prediction is I think the Bengals are going to run the table. They got Joey B. They are hot right now. They are going to beat the Chiefs versus – they're going to beat the Bills. I think the Bills are going to advance. The Bills got a little chip on their shoulder. I think they're going yeah. to come out, and they're going to beat the Chiefs tonight. Um, honestly, I would love – I wouldn't mind Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals. Anyone out of the AFC, I'm fine with. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Rams beat the 49ers as well uh, because the 49ers beat them just like a couple weeks ago. I think it's hard to beat a team twice within that Especially shortest. that quick. Yeah. yeah. So I think the Rams come out, and they're going to definitely uh, close it out. But – my Super Bowl prediction is Rams versus Bengals. I'm riding on that Bengals eye. And Bengals get it done this year. They win the Super Bowl, the most crazy comeback ever. And Aaron Donald is going to record nine sacks that game. Oh, single-handedly. But <laughs> somehow, they'll still somehow win. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is my Hail Mary Bengals win. I can't believe the Bengals beat the Titans. That was a crazy, that was a weird game, but... Yeah, both if, their games so far have not been very pretty wins. If if your kicker's making four field goals from all over the place, kudos. That's to it. That. That's huge. Yeah. So I think I think it'll be a fun Super Bowl this year. As long as it's not like the Rams Patriots a couple years ago. Ooh, that was gross. Yeah, that was tough. Ooh, Jared Goff. Ooh. No. But yeah, Enjoy, Matthew Stafford. Uh, Detroit. Good to see him um winning and doing well. Um, fave trailer. A lot of trailers dropped. Yeah. Two uh, huge trailers, huge TV trailers, not a ton of like movie trailers quite yet um so my i have mine mine was moonlight uh moon, moonlight <laughs> good film uh moon Knight, star starring oscar isaac this is dropping in march yeah like march 30th right around the corner i didn't realize it was so soon uh i had a thought i was like i don't know anything about moon Knight, but hence the point of the show <laughs> to give <laughs> us some <laughs> introduction to True. who moon Knight is what he does and his whole but I like the trailer. It seemed like a little bit gritty. Seemed a little bit kind of on the darker side. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. It's still going to be like a PG-13 show, though. So like, Probably. You know, like that's, the, I mean, that's the thing. I get it. It's just all so sanitized for the sake of like profit, which is okay. Like, you know, comic books at the end of the day are like, entertainment a lot of times for kids you've got a few comics that are mainly more adult driven i think this is one of those more adult driven comics i'm sure it has content in there for everyone but i don't know i just don't know about these marvel tv shows i'm just kind of oh the steam is kind of going away for me a little bit um would you like i would like to see more of like a daredevil the punisher vibe like on netflix remember those all these shows look the same too. It's yeah. all, the, but it's all the same. All the movies look the same. Do I see all of the movies? Yes. Of course I see all the movies, but still didn't change the fact that uh, just all feels, you know, it all feels the same. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, I hope they do Moon Knight well, but that was an interesting trailer and kind of got me excited. So I hope it, I hope they deliver it well, and I hope it has a unique flair to it and its own. Its own doesn't feel the same. I mean, Ethan Hawke is in it too, and that that that's enough for me to be like, hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? But I would love like another Daredevil Punisher. Like those on Netflix were such good gritty watches. Great acting too. Not that all the Marvel shows have had poor acting by no means but yeah those were awesome i might need to re- i might revisit those soon because those were so good i, I love them it, i think you're i think we're looking at the near future that's probably going to be a good idea to do yeah yeah what about I, you geeks um, I, I see it right here i'm reading it so like along the lines with moonlight I, gosh moonlight yeah moonlight to like dawn of whatever no moon night sheesh with moon night um I keep hearing all sorts of things about Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I don't know how much more I'm going to say about that, but um, I don't know. Intrigued. I, I just, I don't know. I don't want to see certain characters that we just saw in a recent Marvel uh, property. Let it breathe a little bit, even yeah. though they're going full into like, hey, yeah. you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? But 40 times in this next video, in this next yeah. movie. Yeah, I've heard reports and rumors that some people will be reprising a role in multiverse, and I'm like, mm, yeah. don't milk it. Yeah, yeah. But dude, who the frick are we kidding? We're still there opening, like opening night. Sam so, Raimi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, the the trailer that I picked was um, it's not even really a trailer. It's just like a teaser of a teaser, and it is for the new Lord of the Rings TV su- series. I feel like we should have swapped on this one, but. Uh, I know, right? The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. I don't know. Ah, they spent like $460 million to make this first season of content. So. I'm, ner- I'm nervous. As a big Lord of the Rings fan, I'm nervous. Uh, this teaser was fine. Honestly, it was just the prologue from The Fellowship of the Ring without Kate Blanchett. I know, yeah. That's why, that's why I watched it. I was like, oh, like I've seen this before. And it was without <laughs> Kate Blanchett. So that was, it was a little disappointing with it, just having it that. Like, come, we've seen that before. Come on, yeah. give, us, give us something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hopeful. Uh, you know what, Keeks? I'm going to be honest. I think, I think this Lord of the Rings Amazon um, series is going to feel like The Hobbit. And I think it's going to be in between the original trilogy and the Hobbit. I, I don't think it's, hope it's you're obviously right. not going to be as good. It's going to be better than the Hobbit, but I mean, like you know, middle of the round, middle of the road, pretty like good content. They've got to make a pretty decently safe first season. Yeah, if you can just set a good foundation, it be a decent first season, much like The Office that we're talking about today. I think you're set for good future stuff going forward. Yes, I would love that. I but I I feel like it's going to be like the hobbit but i hope you're right that it's middle ground right i mean like ideally for you you're just wanting it to be decent yes yep my expectations are low but they're also high (laughs) because it's lord of the rings (laughs) there's so much content yeah i would love to get other people's opinions about what they think about this upcoming stuff and it releases in september huh yeah september 2nd man it's coming up i know it's kind of it feels kind of crazy yeah it's crazy Ooh, we're gonna see. Uh, okay. Well, faith thing we watched. Okay, go you first? go first. I like your, uh, I liked your choice. Yeah. Uh, so I watched a few things. Um, 
I watched Juno again. Nice little rewatch. Juno is hilarious. That is my wife, Kendi's like one of her all time favorite movies. Satire is great. Uh, Also watched Little Miss Sunshine for the first time. That movie is chaos, but it is so fun. How'd you like that end? The end was, I kind of expected that end to happen, but it was still kind of like shocking at the end, but it was really sweet how yeah. it's just the, you know, the family. Um, also, uh, that guy uh, won best supporting actor, the the grandpa. Oh, Alan Alda? Yeah. yeah. He won best supporting actor for that role and it's fairly short. Well, I guess I forgot. I actually don't he's remember not in the movie. that he won it. But, so that's like a good reminder. I don't think I ever remembered that. Yeah, he's not in the movie for like, a long, long time. So it was very interesting. It's and, a fun, quirky movie. I like that movie a lot. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd, I'd probably give like an A minus suite. But my favorite thing I watched was The Bast of Night. Super cool movie. This is on Amazon Prime. It has a little bit of an extraterrestrial feel to it. It's a very low budget film. It's a lot of dialogue heavy. Um, but I think this performance by these actors it's a directorial debut who directed it keeks i'm spacing here oh gosh here let me go ahead and pull it up real quick while you keep talking um but yeah it's just a buck and a half watch has a really cool like this would be a good little halloween type movie um but i loved it i thought this andrew was a- patterson okay um but yeah if you're looking for kind of like a spooky fun little suspenseful kind of extraterrestrial watch with some good dialogue uh, the Vast of Night is definitely your, your type of movie to watch. I loved it. I thought it was a yeah. really good watch, especially for how low budget this film was. Did amazing job. There's um, certain camera scenes where they're driving on a go-kart, um, where they transition on a go-kart, and it looks really cool, and you can definitely kind of tell when that happens. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Remember from uh, when they go to the gym, to the radio station, from... Um, the caller ID, the dashboard, what's that called? Like, anyways, like the, wh- where, where, where that girl works, where she takes calls. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like spacing on that word. So, anyways, fast tonight on Amazon Prime. Give it a watch. It's really cool. It doesn't even seem to show that the director of it is like working on anything right now. 2019, this movie came out. He was on, he was featured on an episode of Roger Deakins podcast, which is a really, really fascinating podcast where like the best cinematographer, arguably of all time, just talks about making movies. Um, It's called Team Deakins. I think he's um, taking a hiatus from it because he's like making a movie right now. Uh, he's DPing something. So yeah, uh, the Vast of Night is a really awesome watch, especially for a uh, directorial debut and a shoestring budget. It's insane. Like I, I, I can't even fathom how he made it. Yeah. How much? Do you know? Do you remember how much the budget was? No, I can look at it right now though. Let's see. Um, I don't know if they general like sometimes they'll have this stuff on hand. Um, let's Maybe see. A hundred thousand. Hmm. Maybe a hundred thousand more, less. No, it's got to be way more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, the vast of night. Uh, but wow, budget seven hundred thousand. Wow, dang. Yeah, I think it, like a, a lot of the lighting works really well. So I mean, if you can, if you can have a solid script, decent actors, and like make your movie look good. For me, I feel like that's probably what 70 percent of it. Yeah, and what's At cool least- about. And what's cool about this movie is it all takes place like in a span of time, like 
two hours the whole yeah. night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it paces really well. So give it a watch if you're looking for kind of a a fun. It's not very spooky. I mean, it's, it's just a little spooky. Got, yeah, it's got a little spooky vibes to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like the old lady when they run into her, you know, a little creepy. But it's kind of like fun spooky. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So and that's like the vibe of Vast of Night is what I'd give you a little bit for Yellow Jackets. It's, there's okay. some creepiness to it, but it's it's a fun watch with really great performances uh, okay. for Yellow Jackets. Cool. So cool. Fast of Night. Um, mine. I've kind of got two. Um, I watched one of the movies that uh, one of y'all suggested was Silence, uh, Martin Scorsese movie from 2016 with Adam Driver, Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson um, as priests in the 16th century going to Japan to um, spread Christianity there. And um, it is a tough watch in a good way. It's like a very challenging watch. So I really liked it a lot. Um, so based on I think it's loosely adapted from a movie from 1971 also called Silence directed by a Japanese director of the same kind of premise uh, I haven't seen it but I am curious now and this is the second movie from Scorsese that we find found out is based on another movie that came out pre- before it just a copycat yeah I know right come on Scorsese <laughs> come on think of something original right come on don't you know how to do that don't you know Finds these amazing foreign films and he's like okay he like takes them and makes them better too. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's one of them. But like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk a little bit that uh, about Sundance. Sundance has been really fun. We got three movies. Um, one was When You're Done Saving the World. The next one was Hatching, a Norwegian horror film. And the last one we're watching is Genius, the Kanye West documentary. Mm. Uh, you know, we're big Kanye people. Seen him a couple times last year. And uh, hatching C plus sour, kind of weird. It's about a little girl that finds an egg from a bird that she kills and she takes the egg home to like nurse it and it like gets bigger. And that's it's kind of, you know, weird like that. Mm. But the movie just looked pretty bad. It looked like it was a lifetime movie. Um, A lot of the editing was really choppy and weird, especially in action sequences. It was very, I don't know, like you could clearly it, it was just it was just kind of bad and choppy and a lot of the dialogue the what is it called like the script not great that could also be because it's you know in norwegian and then the subtitles are in english and mm. that could create a barrier that made it harder for me on my end overall c plus sour though and then okay. what hmm? or so okay yeah gotcha. and then when you're done saving the world jesse eisenberg wrote and directed it starring finn wolfhard and um julianne moore Finn Wolfhard is like this like viral TikTok equivalent um, artist who makes very like shallow related music and thinks that he's really helping the world with his music while his mom is like the founder and owner of a women's shelter. So Mm. it's kind of like, you know, people's different perspectives of what they're doing to change the world. But at the end of the day, they're just like affluent white people like trying to like force their opinions on people who are in like different circumstances than them. And uh, it does a good job as portraying them not as necessarily good people, but with good motives, if that makes sense. Whereas these people that are, quote unquote, suffering, they're not, you know, they're suffering in a certain way, but like they still have happiness in their lives. You know, they still have things going on that like this advice from these, quote, like well off or helpful people, it's not going to translate super well to them because that's how life worked for them doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be how it works for others Mm. and uh it is kind of like this 
interesting look at like different ways that people are trying to help or like humanitarianism um uh not for everyone i did actually kind of like it it's grown on me a bit i gave it a b plus suite um it's more in between of a b and a b plus so okay you know uh i don't know if people will rush out to see it when it comes out but i think it's an interesting enough watch that you might enjoy it and it's called uh saving the world what's it called when again? you're done saving the world uh, it has some weird dialogue, but I actually found it to be pretty endearing. And it does kind of have like a quirky, imagine imagine Jesse Eisenberg in a movie. Like if a movie was Jesse Eisenberg, this would be that movie. It's kind of like neurotic. It's kind of weird. Fast paced. Uh, eclectic. Mm. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And just like kind of funky. So I enjoyed it though. Interesting. I wonder if he's going to be trying to really, I know I've, I've, I've been noticing that trend with a lot of actors becoming directors. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, with so much experience behind, like in front of the camera, they kind of understand like what works and helps behind the camera. Sure. Um, I assume it would translate well, but you never know. I mean, like yeah. Tom Hanks has directed movies and they kind of flopped. Good. Yeah. Ooh. So who knows? What has he directed, Tom Hanks? Uh, he directed Greyhound last year. I think he's directed a couple other movies, but oh, okay. not generally Hanks. <laughs> directed movies let's see uh oh that thing you do i actually like that thing you do that's a fun movie okay so maybe not always horrible you know um okay is it time i think it is time. also tampa bay is knocking on the door of the rams score touchdown oh my gosh shut up yeah it is 2027 a minute and, a and half they have left. the ball left with a minute left Oh my gosh! I gotta keep this here. I gotta yeah, keep, keep it here. I have I have the game on my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, you're on the Rams' 18 yard line. Dude. Don't count out. Don't count out, Tom nope. Brady. Can't do it. Can't. Cannot do it. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Let's do top 10 episodes. I'll go uh, 10 through six. Of the Office. Yeah, the office. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we give what like a build? little bit of background on the okay. office? You do it. You get the background. <laughs> I was ready to jump in. Um, jump, okay, jump so in the, the office pool. originally created by uh, Ricky Gervais in England. It had like a. It was like a mini series that they did out there. Have you ever seen it? I have. I watched oh, you a like couple it? of episodes. Uh, it's it's different. It's totally British humor, mm-hmm. and it's pretty funny. Like we watched. Okay. I watched like the first two episodes. And then I watched the two first episodes of The Office um, with, you know, Steve Carell. Yeah. And it's just like beat for beat the same. Even like some of the jokes are very much the same. I feel like I remember you saying that. Yeah. So you it was it. it was an interesting watch. I think if you are an Office fan, you should definitely watch the first three to five episodes of Ricky okay. Gervais's original. I've been interested to watch it. And then eventually Greg Daniels decided to like adapt it to the United States. Listen, we're not going to give you like a huge overhaul of the show, but I at least wanted to give a bit of background. So Greg Daniels developed it along. He had help with from writers of like Michael Schur. Amazing. Uh, Comedic geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Just so good. Um, not to mention, he also had like, you know, uh, oh my gosh, what is it? why can't I think of his name? The guy that plays uh, Ryan. BJ Novak. Yeah, BJ Novak helped with a little bit of writing. Uh, Toby, Paul Lieberstein helps with some of the writing. Mindy Kaling. Um, I'm going to give you a little hint. Mindy Kaling wrote my favorite episode of The Office. Oh. 
Okay. I don't know if you're going to be able to know this. So throughout this take, we're going to give you, um, I took all of the information about the different episodes, just like basic data about the episodes of The Office and give you some rundowns of like most popular episodes, most watched episodes when they premiered, just kind of basic stuff. Um, But yeah, do you want to go ahead and do you want to start with five favorite episodes? Uh, Favorite top 10? Yeah. Oh, actually, I want to hear what the most watched were and some of that. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's do that. I want to hear the some of the analytics. This one was really interesting. The highest watched episode of The Office is the pilot episode. Interesting. Yeah, it had like 11 million uh, views on the first day. Huh. And it kind of, and not that it never got close. Um, I think the next closest that it got was... Uh, um, episode 18, which is, if I remember right, it is, okay, uh, let me check, uh, The Injury. Okay. So the one where Michael burns his foot on the yes. George Foreman grill. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the least watched episode of all time, I found this one very interesting, is, uh, when it aired at least, is ep- season nine, episode 20, Paper Airplane. Oh, Okay. Uh, yes re- yep makes sense not a great episode no it's not i think I've, I've seen that twice and it's just pretty forgettable do you once season seven ends and i think we're going to kind of get to this um once michael leaves do you even watch the other seasons um i've watched through it like twice uh however my favorite seasons of course are when <laughs> michael is in the show Seasons one through seven. Once Michael leaves, it's just, it loses a little bit of flavor, lose a little bit of touch. Now, I do think Dwight, Jim, Pam, and some of the other uh, characters definitely carry season eight and nine. I actually think Robert California is pretty funny. He has, oh, really? he has one of my all-time favorite lines when he says, I'm the effing lizard king to Andy. That is so <laughs> funny and so weird. But uh, I think Robert California is actually pretty funny and just very rock. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely prefer seasons one through seven. I will say um, I'll give my favorite episode right now when Wait, Michael what? leaves. When Wait. Michael leaves, this is post Michael leaving. Oh, in seasons eight and nine. Okay, because th- none of these ep- none of those episodes made my list. All my cool. favorite episodes are seasons one through seven. Same. But my favorite episode post Michael leaving is Mrs. California. That's season eight, episode nine, when Robert California rushes in and was like, and tells Andy like, hey, she is going to try to work for a job. Do not hire her. And the whole yeah. time he's just like, honey, it'd be great if you worked here. And just saying that it's just, I think it creates a great situational comedy. So, okay. Love it. Yeah, I uh, my favorite episode post um, Michael leaving is Garden Party. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, he finds the the like the recreation of like Dwight pretending to be Jesus at the Last Supper with the helpers acting like the twelve apostles, and then him needing to announce everyone's name as they walk in and out of the party. Yeah, and then Jeff <laughs> keeps doing it. Yeah. PP Halpert. I also love that Dwight calls uh, CC PP Halpert. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> Cause episode. Because you know I'm nine years old. There's there's definitely some good episodes in season eight and nine. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to get I'm ready to get into some of my favorite episodes. Okay, I have another one 
yes, post Michael leaving that I think is really funny. And that's Andy's ancestry where he asks Nellie to like research his ancestry. And she, she lies and tells him that he's related to Michelle Obama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then he actually finds out that he's like, mom, did we have slaves? And I said, no, we didn't have slaves. We just helped transport them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's just funny, like him trying to like act like he's relating to Daryl and it's just a really, and then they make up, they make up something that a uh, Jim is related to Richard Nixon just little things like that. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. I need to give that a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I probably have watched. Um, I've rewatched a lot of episodes of The Office, but watching it all the way through from episode one till the finale, I think I've seen it t- I, just twice, just twice. But I have rewatched a lot of like little miscellaneous episodes here and there like, <laughs> on in the background or it's like, what do you want to watch tonight? Let's watch The Office. Yeah, type of deal. I um, I. I do like before we go into the top episodes, though, I am kind of curious. Do you have a least favorite episode? Yes, I think Koi Fish Pond is my least favorite episode. Just doesn't move the needle for me. I think it's just blah. Okay. And it's during um, that is which season is that? Hold on. What is that's got to be season like six or seven? Yeah. Here, let me let me search it real quick. Let me let me use my handy dandy. Koi Fish Pond. It is episode eight of season six yeah yeah just i just don't think it's funny it's just not doesn't resonate with me and like that's like niagara part one and two in season six so it's like you have some really good episodes and the episode murder is also in that season um so just yeah not very funny i just don't really like it what is murder the one what is there one where um i'll talk about it more later because that is oh, okay. one of my favorites okay so let's do it i'm ready Sweet. i'm gonna get um uh, oh, hold on i just want to say my least favorite episode is here comes treble it's a season i think what is it i think it's season nine. it's probably oh it's season nine episode five i hate andy in seasons eight and nine i hate him i think he's the like one of the most this they change his character so much and i hate it i hate andy in season nine yeah. Especially in that episode, I can't stand him. Speaking of Andy, I will say this: one of my all-time favorite, one of my favorite episodes. That's not a popular one, but one that I really like. Mm-hmm. I love Andy's play in season seven. Yeah, it's a great tell yeah, the tale really of one. Sweeney Todd. I think that is so funny. Did you I write this? That. No, Stephen. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, Stephen Sondheim. Wait, wait. I didn't get a call back. I think Michael is so funny in that episode. He performed a 45 minute monologue of an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> and booze and booze uh, the head lead. Sweet Todd. <laughs> so funny. Okay, let's do it. Top episodes. Okay. Um, are we going 10? 10 through 6. 10 through 6. Uh, okay. Well, I have three quick little honorable mentions. Night Out, uh, season four, episode 11, where Michael and Dwight go night out with uh ryan clubbing in new york that's really funny shut Uh, up tampa bay scored a touchdown yep it's tied oh (laughs) oh my rams are first down oh my gosh hail mary the 12 to win to win the game cooper cup just got it at the 12 yard line you guys love this call by call wow there's 17 seconds left okay i'm a little bit ahead there's six seconds left where i'm at okay i'm just looking at the game they're gonna spike it and kick a field goal Wow. Okay. Love, love sports. Okay. Uh, 
So Night Out, uh, Beach Games is another honorable mention. Okay. Uh, I think, and then uh, Fun Run. Those are three honorable cool. mentions. So yeah, just outside my ten. So yeah, uh, should I go? Should we do every other? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Ten through six. Uh, Golden Ticket. I think Golden Ticket is a fun storyline for this episode, where they just give all the same discount to one company and. David Wallace is freaking out. And so Michael says it was Dwight's idea, which actually turned out to be an incredible idea because they want to buy more and they're totally invested to be full-time Dunder Mifflin uh, customers. And there you go. The Rams. Rams win. Rams win. Wow. Uh, So golden ticket number 10, number nine is murder where they play the murder game. Um, And the Southern accent, the Southern drawl. Jim is really stressed that they're going to close down, I think, Scranton, or they're not going to have jobs, anything like that. And Michael's yeah. just like, well, like the whole fun. company's like going under. Yeah. 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 And Michael's just like, let's have happen. fun. Let's not, let's not stress about it. So that one's really funny. Just let Jim- us have the stupid game, Jim. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like, I like the episodes where it does show Michael as like a, like, oh, like he's, yeah, he's kind of an a, like eccentric guy, but he, means well and is really trying his best yes like sometimes michael is a genius yeah i love those flashes um goodbye toby that is season four episode 14 recently just watched this this one has everything in it introduces holly i love that Mm. michael is super apprehensive about holly and then immediately starts to fall in love with her i love when he has an interview no he doesn't have an interview he brings jim and he's like i love her and michael's like Jim's like, no, no, you don't. He's like, well, Jim, you're not a romantic. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a great episode. Love the Ferris wheel and how they have fireworks. It's just a good ending. Um, so that is goodbye, Toby. Number seven. This is one of my favorite. Uh, this this one has grown on me. At first, on first watch, I didn't like it. This is the Michael Scott Paper Company arc. Where oh. at first I didn't love this, but on a rewatch, I just liked it more. I don't know why. I think Idris Elba really kind of bothered me as a boss because uh, I missed Michael Scott, but broke the episode season five, episode 25, where Michael creates a deal. He gets his job back. And instead of getting bought out, he's like, nope, I want our jobs back. I want us to have in Charles. I want you out. Like that is just like an ultimate chess move. By so Michael. here's, I watched a video about this and I actually really like this idea is, um, I think that Michael Scott paper company should have been successful. And then Michael buys it under Mifflin at the end. Mm. I don't love that. He's just kind of starts his own thing, then goes back to, um, like his whole arc is like he wants to be a businessman and be successful and like really do a good job. And they start to show that and then they just kind of turn around on it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think because D- Michael Scott's so, so loyal to Dunner Mifflin, though, like he is so loyal, like even with the case with Jan and the court hearings and whatnot, he's just like, yeah. And he's and he sticks with Dunder Mifflin. That's so true. I think he's just such a loyal worker, employee. To Dunder Mifflin that he's just like, yeah, I want to be back at Dunder Mifflin. I want my, I want, he loves his office. He loves being the boss mm-hmm. and the manager. So yeah, that would been kind of an interesting little what if universe, but I love the episode broke and number six casino night. Oh, okay. Absolute blast season two, episode 22, the season finale where Jim 
kisses Pam and Michael has Jan and Carol come to the casino night. <laughs> it's just a blast. That's a fun episode. A very fun situational comedy. Yeah. Great season finale too. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. So there's my 10 through six. Okay. So my number 10, um, like going back to what I said is I love when it shows that Michael is like kind of competent and it's a, uh, the chump where Michael, like everyone thinks that, um, that, uh, Michael who started dating the lady that owns like the Dave and Busters, mm. they think that she's cheating on him with someone else, but it ends up that Michael is the one she's cheating with on her husband. And he's kind of like, that's funny. That's, you know, great. it's just him like kind of relishing in the fact. And then they go to like, try and meet who the husband is and they go to the T-ball game or the, <laughs> just like, a nice the, guy the league game or the high school game. Yeah. Andy and no, does Dwight go or does Oscar go? I don't remember. I think it's Andy, Andy and Jim, I believe. Yeah. But anyways, just, you know, that just, I like that aspect when Michael is like competent and cool, even mm-hmm. though he's, not really ever. Um, my number nine is Michael's last Dundies, mainly because of the part where it's like the montage of Michael like filming himself as different members of the office, uh, D'Angelo trying to figure out how to be a host, <laughs> and he tries to like, and he's like, and uh, he's like, ad lib masturbation joke, and then uh, Jim's like, nope, nope, don't, just move on, move on to the next thing, don't do it. As they're at the the, the last Dundies, they do that at Chili's, right? Uh, no, they do it at a different restaurant because okay. Pam technically can't go to Chili's. That's right. She's suspended. Yeah. That uh, was a fight. Huh? Sorry to interrupt, but that was a viral tweet that Jenna Fisher tweeted out. And she, she had a selfie and Chili's in the background. She said, should I go in that? I remember that blew up on Twitter years ago. Do you remember that by chance? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Pretty funny. Um, okay. So my number eight is the return. The one where Andy punches the hole in the wall. Oh, that's a great episode. Yeah. Anger management. Dwight's working at Staples. And and Jim puts the phone up in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, one. I love that episode. Um, then my number seven is Fun Run. Uh, both yeah. parts. We we talked about this. Uh two parters are just one episode. Yep. Just one long episode. Yep. Um Fun Run is just it's fun run. There's so many layers to the jokes in all of it. It starts off by hitting uh Meredith with his car and then it just downs downward spiral into she has rabies he won't take accountability for the fact that he's reckless and irresponsible um just a great episode fun run and then my number six is secret santa where this is not the yankee swap one but this is the one where michael um dresses up as jesus for the christmas party and then he dresses up in blackface because daryl goes behind his back and um is that it? Is that the one? No, I think that's a Halloween episode. But either way, like Michael dresses up as Jesus. And I love it because he calls he calls David Wallace says, David Wallace, guess who I am? Um, I'm a have the gift of what is it? I can heal leopards. I have the gift of flight. I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, David Wallace. I love that. Angela's like, you shouldn't joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, what is uh, uh, the what is it? What did I just call it? Oh, uh, Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Hold on, I just to double check. I feel like that's not it, but maybe that is it. Is that the one where? Yeah, that is it. Because I had to Google it and double check it. 
And then like, uh, who is it? Um, Andy's giving Aaron the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, yes. Yes. Whoever is giving me these birds, please stop. And then the drummer boy, that's a good little ending with the drummers coming out. And I love like the little thing where um, anytime that Michael has to get in contact with David Wallace, he has to like lie. So he Mm. calls and tells her that like his kidnap, his son has been kidnapped. And then he answers, it's just Michael because he wants to ask him a question. So that is my number six. Love it. Love it. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite moments, this is random, but one of my favorite, mo- favorite moments is in night out where Jim tells everybody like, Hey, let's, let's work overtime. So we don't have to come in the next day. Um, and then they get locked out. You remember this? Oh yes. And uh, Toby like cracks a joke and Pam laughs and Toby puts his hand on her thigh and everybody just stops that he's just like, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to go to Costa Rica, jumps the fence. and pieces. <laughs> that moment is so awkward and hilarious all in one. So anyway, I love the fact that he like would rather risk breaking his legs, jumping over that giant fence. Oh my gosh. And to like sit there knowing that he touched Pam's leg. And he like grabs it and Jim just like looks down and then like, and then, Toby gets like a fist, like hits her thigh again. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number five uh, is good. Goodbye, Michael. At the very end, goodbye's uh, Michael's last day. I think that's very sweet. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Where he's just trying to give little departing gifts to everybody. I think that's very sweet. Good emotional, good emotional ending to Michael's arc. Okay. My and number good, five is Benny Hanna Christmas. Christmas. Oh, that's a f- classic. Yeah. Yeah. Two classic. Christmas episodes. You kind of have to have one of the Christmas episodes. But um, now that I'm thinking about it, the, the Halloween episode where Michael changes his costume to dress up as Daryl is outrageous. I don't remember which one it is, but uh, mm. basically does blackface because Daryl went behind his back. I think it's the one where Gabe is dressed up as Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. It's okay. not on my list, but that is a funny what, one. What, Benny what, Hanna what? Christmas. So many jokes. Uh, just great moments at Benihana's, the two different uh, Christmas, like the party planning committees, mm. and the committee to plan parties. Mm. Love that. It's great. It's a good episode. It's so good. Uh, safety training is my number three. Excuse me, number four. Okay. Yeah. When he's on top of the building and everybody's trying to convince <laughs> him not to come down. They talk about the bailer at the beginning and how how serious it is to work in the warehouse. And then Toby's giving his presentation about carpal tunnel and to sit up and whatnot. So I think, I think it's just very funny how Michael's just trying to prove that the office is very dangerous. Opposed it takes to the courage just to be you, Mike. Yeah. Which <laughs> is, yeah, that's true. a great one. Um, my number four is money where Michael has the second job and like they, they traded in the two cars so that they could have one Porsche and Jan pulls up to like pick him up and he's like, how was, you know, he asks how yoga was or whatever. And she didn't go and she's drunk. So he has to drive her home after working another eight hour day. Oh. Um, it's the early days of Ryan as the new VP. It's Why just you, a fun, just a fun little episode. Why didn't you go to yoga? I didn't want to. Yeah, I was tired. <laughs> I was and then tired. he like runs off and goes to sit on the train. It's <laughs> a classic. Uh, yeah. Okay, my number three is garage sale. When Michael oh. proposes to Holly, 
I think that is such a sweet moment. Great setup throughout the whole episode when he's doing gasoline as Pam's like, what are you doing? Like you've had two really good ideas, but this is not. That is Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love when Ryan like, will you marry me? And Holly says no. And Michael's under his breath. Like I was worried about that one. (laughs) That would be hot. I would pay to see that. Yeah. The yeah, so number three, garage sale, season seven, season seven, episode 19. Great one. Okay. My number three, I'm just gonna go with as the finale. Oh, classic. I think it's you know, it's the Dwight's wedding, his bachelor party. Um, everything works great. And then the the ultimate Michael, uh, two classic lines. It's like one is Michael, I can't believe you came. That's what she said. Those first lines, and then the second one is: "It's like my kids. It's like, it's like my kids got old, and then they married each other." It's tender. Too great. Yeah, it's just great. It's one probably what I mean, arguably maybe top three series finales of all time. Oh, the, that that finale for that is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really uh, good. My number two. I'm gonna kind of cheat here, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Okay. Uh, Niagara Part One and Two. Okay. I love that series. I think that's such a good art with the wedding with Jim and Pam, the forever by Chris Brown, everybody dancing, the whole situation with the hotel, Andy breaking uh, and hurting his, his what groin breaking his, yeah, his crotum. And uh, yeah. And, and then me and then Mima get in the mix of things that Jim butchers his speech and says that Pam's pregnant. Just the whole setup of it is really funny. And then uh, I got to go with stress relief, dude. I think stress, stress relief is so funny with the roasting of Michael Scott. And then when Michael <laughs> Scott comes in and roasts everybody, I remember laughing so hard when I first watched that. That was like my junior year in high school. And I thought that was so funny. And what a cold open. Apparently that was like one of the most, one of, that's also one of the most watched episodes because that was premiered uh, after a Super Bowl, that cold open with uh, the fire. And everybody's oh, freaking it did. out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So kind of crazy. I remember growing morsel. up. Sweet, there were sweet a few episodes. Hmm? Sweet film morsel for that one. Oh, sweet. Uh, there were a few episodes that I watched live growing up. The chair lady one. I remember watching live. So like those first few episodes of that season, I watched okay. live. Gotcha. Um, my number two is Dwight's speech. Hmm. Where, Which have- where Jim gives Dwight, uh, what is it, um, different different speeches of dictators in history so that he can overcome and actually give a good speech. And Michael trying to train Dwight to give a good speech. Um, another thing showing that Michael's pretty competent, he won the award two years in a row. Um, I just episode- like Dwight's speech. I think it's very funny. What episode is that? Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say it's probably season two. I think it's season two. It's pretty early. Okay. Season two. See, I think seasons two through like five are just prime office. So Dwight's so speech good. is, yeah, season two. And it's like, what? Probably. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's up. The, I mean, yeah. Season okay. two, episode 17, it looks like. Yeah. I think seasons two, three, four, five, and six are just like. Good heavy hitters. So here's something really interesting is, um, let's see. So I have 
the most popular season by like viewership is season five. Mm, okay. Yeah. Season five. Um, but let me show you the average. So the average had it like start off, you know, season one had an average of 6.4 million viewers per episode. Season two jumps up to 8.17. Season three is 8.5. Everything increases until season five, where it reaches its peak at 8.76 million people watching it per episode. Dang. And that is the most popular season, like watched live when it came out with season five. And I thought that was really interesting. So wow. we're now to our favorite, our number one episodes. I'm excited for your number one. I don't know what it is, but I will tell you mine. Okay. This has been mine for a long, long time. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, that was amazing. It is a popular one, but I, I got to roll with it. It's dinner party, man. I think dinner party okay. hits on just so many things. Uh, this is actually, this is an episode that they had a longer time to write. It was during the writer's block. Oh, um, so they had more time to write this, um, this episode. Uh, just recently watched like a few days ago, the super fan, the extended edition of this episode. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. There's so many things happening. Serenity by Jan. Uh, the fact that Michael faked working overtime and that he was able to put Jim and Pam in a corner for them to finally come over to dinner. And just everything that happens at the dinner party from playing charades to listening to Hunter's mix. Oh my gosh. And then Dwight showing up unexpectedly. It Dinner party has cringe comedy, good story to it. It really shows how dysfunctional Jan and uh, 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 Michael are. I think Jan... She is so good and like her villain and just be it. I, I, I think Janet's character is so funny just because she makes everything in that scene. Everything. Whenever she shows up, she makes every scene good, in my opinion. Yeah. So yes. Melora dinner Hardin, party. Melora Hart. Yeah. Kills it. So dinner party gets my number one spot. My favorite episode is the injury. Really? Okay. Yes. Because, similar to you, it has so many different layers to it. Dwight getting the concussion, trying to go drive and pick up Michael, who burns his foot on his George Foreman grill. And the reason why he did is he wakes up at 6 a.m. to turn it on and put bacon on it to cook bacon. Um, And then, like, trying to get Ryan, and Ryan goes to the different department stores to try and buy him the pudding he likes. Uh, (laughs) Then them going to the hospital and and like Pam and Dwight forming like a good bond Dwight makes the joke in the meeting and Michael gets all pissed and then at the very end Michael tries to put his foot in the cat scanner to try and like oh my gosh his foot is okay he's like uh, limping in he's like acting the asking the doctor so what's more serious a head injury or a foot injury the doctor immediately says a head injury well you don't have all the information The, the area around the foot is pretty inflamed it's an amazing episode it's a perfect episode so that's a that is a fantastic episode yeah that's a good one that was my number easily my number one the hardest one for me was my number two oh it's it's i mean yeah i think it's very like my number one definitely dinner party solidified but a lot of the ones after that like can honestly be interchanged yes uh, i'd agree but yeah the office just it's one of the i think it's one of those shows that has such an easy 
rewatch. The replayability is fantastic. It is. Barrier of Entry is great. Um, 201 episodes. 201 episodes. That's crazy. Wow. And uh, one of my favorite episodes was directed by Harold Ramis, which I think is really cute. Benny Hanna Christmas. Mm. The only episode he directed. Now, I want to ask you a question. What is a show, as we wrap up, what is a show that you're like, I know I need to get to, that people are like, have you seen it? And you're like, no, I haven't. I'll tell you mine. Mine is Friends. That's one that people like, have you seen? I'm like, no, haven't. Oh, I like Friends. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. It's just a show that I have not watched or gotten to. So that's probably like my Achilles heel of TV or shows. (laughs) Me triggered. Yeah. Um, Achilles heel. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. I would say between two being in their HBO shows is The Wire. Okay. That's another one of mine. And Sopranos? Yep. Yep. And, oh, actually, you know what? I think number one might be Lost. You love it and Becky loves it. And I basically refuse to watch it because there's too many There's too many seasons. There's too many episodes. I'm already way too far gone. It's committed. Yeah. I just, it just does not intrigue me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'd say maybe even Survivor for me. I know you love Survivor. And I've only seen like a handful of episodes when I was really, really young. The cool thing about Survivor is it's like, it's not, it's not like an overarching story. Like each season is its own thing. Each season, it's unpredictable. You'll never know who's going to win. Even if you think you know who's going to win, they could get blindsided. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. Love that. Uh, favorite. Do you have a favorite character from The Office? Uh, Michael. Okay. I Mine's love Kevin. Michael Scott. Kevin, really? I love Kevin. Yeah. I hate what they do to him in the later seasons, but like Andy's also one of my favorite characters. Top five. Uh, but seasons one through seven, Andy. Really? Yeah. I actually like Andy early too. I think mm-hmm. Andy's such a brown noser. Yeah, but I, he's funny. <laughs> I, I it's Michael for me. I think Michael just has the just the most interesting character arc. Because you know who's a great character arc is Daryl. Yes. Yeah. I love Daryl. He's another one of my favorites. Yeah. I do like Dwight Jim. I like and I think Creed has the perfect, perfect amount of screen time. Yeah, Meredith like his, is another one that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but I love Meredith. Meredith has some fantastic one-liners. Yeah. When she's getting um, that deal for meats. Oh, my god! <laughs> Outback Steakhouse gift cards. Holly, this is a very unethical. <laughs> well, I don't know. Those meats are pretty good. <laughs> That's a good episode. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to do The Office because um, nothing's out. Yep. But soon... Soon things will be out. Yes. And well, I, I want to go see Scream. Watched all the Scream movies, but uh, I have COVID. I was going to go see it on Tuesday with some friends. This week on the up on the up and up. Yes. So, of course. Well, that's take 166. 167. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, I have to double check, but yeah, it should be 167. Because last. Oh, no, you're right. Yes. 166. Hey, yo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I should, I should, it even has it on the top of our take. So uh, that is me being a a dummy. (laughs) I love when Andy does that. (laughs) Ayo. Ready to do. Okay. Okay. So you're going to be gone next week. Yes. Which is perfect timing because we're going to review the new screen movie. Me, uh, Spencer Davis is going to come on and he was my college roommate along with another one of our roommates. We've all been watching the screen movies. So we're going to go see, the newest Scream, and review it next week. Talk about Scream. Uh, 
amazing movies. I love the Scream movies. They have grown on me so much. And if you're a little hesitant with horror, I think it's a great movie. I think they're great horror movies to watch because they're very light. They're very funny. They have some gore to them, but not a ton. Very, Mm. very digestible horror movies. Gotcha. For beginners. Gotcha. Yeah. Love a good digest. Kidding me. Anything else? Um, I think that's it. Okay. That's it. Have a great week. And stay sweet. Sweet. Sweet.